Welcome to the Analuya Podcast, bringing you redemptive analogies each week. Everything from Disney to Naruto. We're here to present the gospel in a more animated way. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. And if I can turn the new button off, uh, welcome to the Analuya Podcast. Uh, my name is Josh, and uh, thank you for j- uh, joining us this week. Uh, kind of a little bit of a different intro. I just jumped right in before I was ready, and sometimes you, you just have to do it before you're ready. And you don't know if you're ready, but Becca is always ready, aren't you, Becca? Always. You know, <laughs> what can I say? Um, this has been a very interesting week. Just to give you a quick uh, little update, um, I shared this on our social media. They see about a week ago. I had um, some minor oral surgery to kind of um, do some, uh, what I'll call some gum touch-up. Um, a little bit of the cosmetic and a little bit for, you know, uh, dental reasons. Um, but my diet this week has been something else. And I can attest to this. It's been soft foods and it's been soups, puddings, jellos, noodles, and all great things, but all the time. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, you need some texture, crunchy something, something different. So yeah, we've been having soups and chilies and things. And tonight I was like, Josh, I can't do it. I can't do soup again. No more soup. Yeah, so you <laughs> got a pizza from Aldi, which actually isn't no. that bad because, again, it's only on this side. It's not on this side. Well, and you um, like cut it up. In the yeah, yeah, pieces, yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm always, well, I gave up on the utensils and I just tore it usual yeah messy josh <sighs> it, it is me <laughs> so that's kind of what's been going on um as far as you know just minor life updates with minor minor surgeries um but today um we're gonna be discussing a short film um earlier in the week we did share a little reel kind of a little bit of a clip of what we'll be talking about today and it is a short film um and so, um, with uh, with short films, maybe a shorter episode, maybe a regular length episode, just depends on how it goes. Um, but we'll be discussing Violet today, and that is a short film that you can find on YouTube. Just type in like Violet Self Esteem, and it'll come up. And that's how did you find this film? Um, I looked up Self Esteem animated films. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's not like an award-winning film or noticed um, in any like um I mean I mean it may have been um uh, on one of the awards. It's by Sisk uh or no, Kiss or k- k- Kiss. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep right? it simple, yeah. Keep it short, keep it simple, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot that's involved in this 7 minutes. Um they and I were talking earlier about there is a direction that it goes that I didn't think it was going to go in. I didn't either. I was like tracking. We're going one way. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this took a little bit of a dark turn. It did. <laughs> and you can tell the overall dark tone. So this is narrated. There's no like actual like dialogue. And it kind of reminded me of like somebody reading like an Edgar Allan Poe poem. <laughs> in a way. Especially, yeah. the, especially the Raven. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so Violet, um, this short film deals with a lot of 
you know, the biggest theme is self-esteem. Um, we talked about it a few times on this uh, podcast. The blog post was battling the self-esteem monster um, or the self-worth monster um, earlier. And so I kind of wanted to, you know, dive in more to that. Um, many of you who have listened to the podcast for, uh, I think it's since last year, we did Aladdin and we did self-worth on that one. Mm. That's right. Um, yeah. Self-worth is kind of in a lot of what we do just because it's such a big topic. And I think so many of the characters that we end up focusing on, they struggle with self-worth in some way or another, or it's an overinflated sense of self. And then there's, there's pride that comes in. Um, yeah, it's weird. Self self-worth is interesting because you, you don't want to have a higher view of yourself because that's prideful that it, that leads to pride and you don't want to have a too far on the other side, a negative view um, of yourself because that leads to depression and neither are correct. So finding the middle where it's correct is best. Do you see that I'm like stopping like that? Yeah. Let me see what is going on with that. Is it all the extra stuff that we put on? Shouldn't matter. Of course it's not doing it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hey, you know, technical difficulties, it's all part of the, all part of the, uh, (laughs) Yeah, the greatness of the podcast. Um, But um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, you're right. A lot goes into like the self-esteem. Again, it's a very um, pertinent topic um, as as young as like elementary school. Um, Oh, yeah. I think even younger now, it's becoming more of a problem. It's always been a problem, but with the rise of social media, even in like, you know, middle school and I don't know if elementary kids get into it, but definitely middle school, um, you know, I mean, that's so young to be, to see all of these um, perfect people that on, on social media, thinking you have to be exactly like them. Of course, you know, girls in previous generations and men too, both, both boys and girls, um, you know, they had magazines to look at for the perfect figure and their peers and you become aware. Um, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's like more heightened now due to social media and the, the readily availableness of, of all of that. And it's so ridiculous because oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. because people on social media, I think we talked about this in an, in a, either a recent episode or a coming up episode. I don't remember which one, um, where we talked about you, you portray. Oh yeah. Yeah. We talked the, about that with your uh, sister, Julie last week. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that last week with Julie, um, everyone portrays the best parts of themselves, on social media. And so of course they look perfect because that's what they're trying to convey that they're perfect. But of course they're not. And you know what? Humans, and I've been learning this about myself this week, actually. Humans are complicated. You know, I being really real here right off the bat, I've been 
wrestling with this idea of knowing that people see me as this kind and um, caring individual, lo- very loving, um, non-judgmental, all of that. And that that's the best part of me. And I love being that person. Um, but it stresses me out sometimes when there are people who like only see that, I guess. And I'm like, uh, I'm more of a person than that. Then recently I've been dragged down a lot more by my personal thoughts, how I view myself. Um, you know, I don't know. Well, Josh, I know you know this song. Uh, excuse me. It's uh, called Loser by, oh gosh, what's his name? Sinco? Oh, Sesco? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. It has a few choice words, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the best for like language, um, but the message in there is basically, the, the. it starts right off and it says, if I had a death note, I would write my name on every page. Um, and the chorus goes into, I'm such a loser. I'm the worst. I always mess everything up. And those are the nice words. Um, yeah. Um, it's very much a self-deprecating song to say is. the least. Yeah, it is. And, and the reason I mentioned it is because I, that's how I feel sometimes. God, I'm such a loser. I, that's me. I, I hate myself so much. And there's this like dark part of me, kind of like we see in, um, not kind of, just like we see in this little short film, Violet. Violet yes. is so mean to herself. If oh, she yeah. heard that song, she would say, yes, <laughs> that's what I believe in my about myself. I hate myself. I hate the way that I look. I hate, you know, all of these things. And, um, but what, what, what I've been having to remember this week is that it, I asked myself a question at one point and I was like, who's the real me? Uh, much like Violet, which one is the real her, the girl in the mirror who's trapped there ultimately that we see in the end of the little film um, that's happy. And she's like, I'm tired of you calling me names and saying mean things. Um, you know, which, which is the real me? for my circumstance, you know, is the, the happy, encouraging, uh, loving, compassionate person. Is that me? Or is this dark, depressed version me? Am I actually quite melancholy? Um, and, you know, I had to realize and remind myself, humans are complicated and we can be both, you know, we we can and you know what's crazy we can harbor two seemingly opposing emotions at the same time and that's okay you can be sad and you can be hopeful you can be excited for someone and also sad for yourself or you know whatever uh the circumstances may be so we are we are complicated individuals and we do not have to pigeonhole ourselves into being one thing or the other. You're absolutely right, Rebecca, because we're not just one thing or the other. We're a combination of many different things, just like Violet. So kind of setting the stage 
for this short film. Yeah, I like gave away the punchline <laughs> already. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Again, it, it, we're going to discuss it all. Because, we will. <laughs> um, so we have a girl named Violet, and according to the narrator, she's, you know, very plain looking. And she believed she was. Yeah. yeah. She's maybe 12, 13, middle school at least, I would say, um, by the character design. Which, okay, let's talk about the art for a second before we go yes. into the story. So there's uh, different textures being used yeah, in really this uh, film. So we have, like, you know, the animation, of course, and it's 2D, but it's also three-dimensional in a way. Well, the perspectives are completely wrong um, on okay. some things. Th- th- this is art that can now we're going to get into it. I- <laughs> Well, I could tell it, it it reminded me of, um, shoot, the Byzantine era, I'm pretty sure, is when they weren't quite, they weren't quite uh, skilled with perspective, because it wasn't until, this is like testing all of my art history knowledge, um, it wasn't until Michelangelo, right? Michelangelo? He was the one who did The Last Supper? Why am I asking? Or is that... Div- I thought it was Da Vinci. Maybe Da Vinci. Anyway, one of those guys. One of the, like, major guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, okay, this yeah. is going to sound awful. The only reason I remember that is because of the Da Vinci Code and uh-huh. the movie trailer. Um, they were like, yeah, you know, Jesus had a wife and something like that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> um, it's been a long time since I've studied art history. So um, anyway, it wasn't until one of those guys that they in the Renaissance era where they really started to to recognize um, perspective. And we have, you know, those beautiful scenes from the Renaissance era of like Bible stories and um, the the sort of classical reemergence um, coming through in art. Anyway, point being. They didn't really know perspective. I felt that in this in this short. And they did that on purpose, I think. The perspectives were off. Like there was a one scene where she's in laying in her bed and she's just had a nightmare. And then it like backs up and you can see the rest of the room. Um, which, I don't know why I remembered this, but it, everything looked so flat. Yes, yes. And I was about to say, yeah. It's just like there was no dimension. Yeah, it was, um, I, I particularly noticed the rug that was under like the bed. And normally if you had correct perspective, the the rug would have uh, gone in to the screen, but instead it was out. And it was like, ah, this is messing with my mind. Um, but I think it's because of Violet's perspective her perspective of herself was so off. And I think that's why they made that creative decision visually um, to do that, which I quite appreciate the the thought process behind that, if that's what they were doing. I mean, that's a, that's a very good point. You know, the story um, kind of like dictating the art style and mm-hmm. the kind of insight into that. So that's, that's really good. Um so going more into kind of like the whole premise, as we kind of discussed a little bit earlier, Violet doesn't have the best outlook, um, you know, of herself. She looks in the mirror, and she sees the narrator says something that's like, you know, her nose she thought was too big, 
and her eyes, she didn't see the point of them at all. You know, she's she was frightened to well, stand next to produce carts because of the um, symbolism of her melon head. Yeah. I um so I also thought it was really interesting there the eyes in this show because all of the other parts of the people they were like it's like a collage the textures were just kind of there and and it wasn't you'd have to you have to see the the little short film um it's good but it it, it looks more like a collage that was printed out from um textures in a magazine or something. And, but the eyes were so realistic. Did you notice that? I did. And I think this made them because of, you know, seeing the true us within ourselves, because they say that the the eyes are the windows to the soul. Yeah. Um, So I think that maybe, I think that maybe the reason why they did that. That's my guess too. Yeah. There, yeah. The eyes were like, really significant in in this little short film i thought um yeah they they said a lot and going into a little bit more about um the the art style there is it, it was different i'll say I, I wasn't i've seen very few films uh nonetheless short films that are kind of like done in that style um that I appreciated it again we kind of went into it a little bit earlier you know it reminds me a little bit not exactly but a little bit of um the secret of kells yes and yes. the breadwinner and oh my goodness what was the other one the wolf walker wolf, wolf walkers yeah. yeah it reminded me a lot of that style which i love that style of art i think it's really really neat breadwinner was like a really good movie that was really good. Um, so here we are with Violet. She has a low self-esteem, you know, comparing herself to others. And there is going to be a school dance. That's going to happen. A ball, basically. And her initial response is to run and hide because she feels she's going to be judged by her peers. And, oh, look at Violet. She, we're going to snicker and sneer at her and, you yeah. know, all, all this stuff. And that's interesting too. That is one of, I think the worst byproducts of having a low self-esteem is that you make other people out to be bad guys when they may not be that way. Or you start to justify yourself and say, particularly of popular people, um, well, they don't understand my life because they've always been beautiful. They've always been popular and who am I? I'm nothing. And then, but when you do that, you, you make them out to be someone that they're not necessarily. I remember I, I came to that realization of, um, when when I was at a, um, like a church camp thing and there's one of the girls in the, in the, the group of the sort of young adult group, she was really, really sweet. Um, but I just, for whatever reason, I saw her as this beautiful, popular person in the group. And I don't remember how we came, this came up in conversation, but the sentiment that I expressed to her was basically what I had said earlier of like, but you've, you've always been, you're always, you've always been popular. Basically you, 
not that you don't understand. I don't think I said that to her. Um, but like you've had it easy, essentially is kind of what I was thinking in my mind, not realizing how incorrect that was. And she just looked at me dead in the face and she said, well, how do you know that? Who maybe I'm not maybe like basically maybe she just challenged the way that I saw other people and all of the sudden it was and like, then she just turn around and say, you don't know about me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she was, she was really, really sweet. Um, but it, it just, it changed the way that I, I thought about other people and how, how incorrect my thinking was. It was so warped, but it came about because I had such a low self-esteem. And there are some really nasty byproducts of of low self-esteem that I don't think people even realize. I certainly didn't for for a long time. Obviously, I have a lot to say on this issue. So I mean, same low self-esteem. So let's get into kind of like self-worth, which I can say a lot about that. Um, uh, again, I'll try to keep it keep it short, keep it simple. Um <laughs> Again, from as far back as I can remember, I've always been kind of in the background, the behind the scenes guy. I always felt that like I had some stuff to say, but not a lot to say. And then I developed a thought pattern like, well, nobody really wants to hear what I have to say. Um, they're not going to take it seriously or whatever. And so, so that started self-deprecation that, you know, I wasn't good enough for this, good enough for that, all this other stuff. <coughs> I'm always going to have, like, you know, this type of job because that's what I deserve. And, you know, that also entered into, like, the workplace um, to where I was just, like, beating myself up, you know, every time I made a mistake, every time I, you know, just just little things that build up on top Basically making a mountain out of a molehill. Excuse me. Um, but I've learned to find my self-worth not in my job, not in my talents. In that view, I, I know I quoted the verse in the blog post. I think it was like Matthew chapter 14 or 16, I want to say. But basically, it, it's telling us who we are, and that is we are the light of Jesus. Um we are created in his image and we are commanded to go forth and share that light. You mean Jesus is the light of the world and Jesus lives inside of us? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said it a little different. And I, I was like, it's I'm the, uh, not quite following. <laughs> it's uh, it's the, uh, the, the BSV, the book called standard version <laughs> <laughs> or the BSV, the book called standard translation. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, and when you find your identity in that and your self-worth in that, you then come to groups of like you are worthy of so much more than you could ever imagine. Um, and also, Becca has talked about this a little bit, about the plumb line, you know, what is what are you saying? What does this say about you? What does this say about God? What is the lie? And then it's a way of deconstructing but then reconstructing you always want to reconstruct you never want to say a deconstruction 
Yeah, yeah. So what Josh is talking about, if you uh, haven't heard me talk about this plumb line thing, um, so it calls it's um, it's a uh, I don't know technique, I guess. It's a um, oh cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy is what it is CBT, um, but it's it's called God's plumb line, and the idea is you take a sheet of paper. And you draw a line um, down the center. Yeah, down the center. Across the center, if you will. It's landscape, not portrait. Um, on the bottom of that line, you're writing out in different little columns. Um, you start off with, okay, something's going on. You notice that something is wrong. <laughs> we need to work this out. So once you realize something is wrong, um, you sit down with this paper. You can also use it as a journal, journal entry thing. I do that sometimes. Um, and you go, okay, what are my behaviors? Because that's really easy to pinpoint behaviors. I'm, um, say it is about self-worth. I'm withdrawing from people. I'm not going to church anymore. Um, I'm not hanging out with my friends as much. That's behaviors. So then you go over to feelings, emotions. Emotionally, what's happening? I'm depressed. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm um, whatever else it is that you're you're feeling. And then you you once you've got those down, you go, okay, what are my thoughts here? What are my just general thoughts? I hate myself. I look so stupid. I'm I'm fat. I'm ugly. I I could never get a boyfriend or a girlfriend because of the way I look. I'm whatever it is. All of those thoughts, you write them down. Write out all the bad stuff. And then you go, "Okay, now that we've got the thoughts down, how does this relate to I am statements? This is because this is what you're believing about yourself. These aren't just necessarily thoughts floating around. Um, so you could translate a lot of those thoughts floating around in there to I am statements, meaning I am stupid. I am unloved. I am, um, man, you could go on and on lots of things. I am all of these things. So you, I am statements. So once you take, you look at your I am statements, this is all a biblical practice, by the way. Um, so you've got your I am statements and then how does that, what you believe about yourself reflects how you believe or what you believe about God. And this can be really hard for a lot of people to get to this point of what are you believing about God? Because um, they're usually God is something these kind the, that's those kinds of statements god is unloving so if you're believing i am unloved you are saying god is unloving god is judgmental he judges me because i'm fat or because i'm ugly whatever and i'll smile uh, you down because of it too no, yeah. i'm joking <laughs> josh um and that can be really hard for people to 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 get to that place of being okay with saying that because if you grew up in the church, you 
learned all of the good attributes and you're like, no, well, God isn't judgmental. The, the Bible doesn't say that he's judgmental. That's true. So you know all of the right answers already, but look at it from a sort of separated view of right in this very moment, do I believe that God is judging me? Yes, I know that the Bible says that he his judgment has already been passed um, on Jesus. If we if we have accepted Jesus into our lives, um, Jesus took all of that judgment on for us. That he took the punishment of sin. Um, so we know all of those right answers. But in this moment, I'm believing that God is judgmental. That he doesn't love me. Um, so that's the lie. That's the bottom half of the paper. And then you go to the top half of the paper. Once you've kind of worked it out to where um, you figure out, oh, this is what I'm believing about God. This is where it's all stemming from in this moment. Now, what is the truth? And where do we get truth? From the Bible. Scripture is the only place where we can get truth. If we have to have somewhere that we receive truth, right? And if for Christians, it's the Bible. That is where we get our truth. And if you can't, if you can't 100% believe that everything in the Bible is true, um, then it's much harder to go through life. We have to have an absolute truth somewhere. For me, that's the Bible. Um, so anyway, you you take your your God is statements and you go, all right, this is the lie. Now, what is the truth that I know is true? So you say, God is not judgmental. God took the wrath for me. And then you put a couple of Bible verses next to it. And you you do maybe one or two of those. Um, And then you move on to the I am statements. Instead of I am stupid, you can say, I have the mind of Christ. Philippians something, I think, (laughs) is the one where it talks about I have the mind of Christ. Um, Or if I am, I even I am ugly pull something out of Song of Solomon's, you know, it talks about how beautiful the bride is. Obviously the, the Song of Solomon's is a metaphor of, of God to the church. Um, that's what it's really talking about. So he could, he's talking to you as the bride, um, that my bride is beautiful. And, um, so yeah, so you, you just kind of keep going. So based on those, those things that are true, what are your thoughts now? That's the truth. And, those are the things that you meditate on and you link it up with scripture. And that's what you keep telling yourself over and over again. And remember too, I know I've talked about this before, but it's such a good reminder. If you've been believing this about yourself for 23 years, guess what? God can work miracles, but it's probably going to take 23 years to undo what you believed. Because for that long, you listen to that. That's what you, and, and it's ingrained now in like who you are. So it's going to take a long time to undo that pattern of, of thought and create a new pattern. It's like, um, you know, I talk to, when I talk to people, I'll tell them usually it's like when you're walking in the woods and you come across a well-worn path, um, that's the negative thoughts that you've been, that you've been thinking about yourself. Well, now you need to create a new path that goes off to the side a little bit. Um, 
well, that path is going to be really treacherous, treacherous to walk, or there's going to be lots of little twigs and leaves and, and bumpy dirt and things like that. Um, but as you continue to walk that path of positivity over and over and over again, it will become just as well-worn as that path of negative. And just like in the forest, if you do not walk a path, it will get overgrown. Grass will start to grow there again. Plants will grow there and there will be a path no more. And all of a sudden you have this wonderful positive path in your brain. Um, so that's what it's like. And that was a lot of information. Sorry. This is turning into like the Becca show. Uh, I was like, I was like, gosh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I should just uh, kind of like duck out. Maybe <laughs> nobody will notice. Um, but no, no, no. I mean, all their good points. Again, that gives you a very detailed version of, of that uh, behavioral therapy um, kind of like technique. And we can also relate that, you know, to Violet and kind of like what she's feeling. Again, you know, we can maybe answer for her. Um, about, you know, okay, what does it say about you? What does it say about others, God, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we'll get into like more later in the, in the short film to where she looks at herself in the mirror after she puts on her ball gown going to the dance and she, she doesn't even want to look at it. She forces herself to open her eyes and there's no reflection. She's like, oh. Have I disappeared? Yeah. Insert Pikachu face. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, um, and the narrator says, but, you know, a, a hand grabbed her wrist and pulled her in. It's like, oh, what's happening? It's the other her. <laughs> this made me think so much of the thriller movie Mirror or Mirrors. Um, I think I've seen that one. It's, it's interesting. Not one I would want to watch, probably. <sighs> No, no, <laughs> no. But maybe some thrillers. But. Yeah, and then you think of that, but like you know, you know, it's like you know, now I'm the real you, and you're stuck in the mirror, the reflection, and the mirror wasn't the negative her. She was, she was her own worst enemy, and her reflection's like you know, I'm not, you know, I'm happy now, and I'm gonna live your life. You know, you're not yeah. gonna, you know, you haven't even begun to live yet. And now with your negativity, you're going to be stuck there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You could take this two ways because we watched this little video twice. The first time it was like a sad thing, which I think is what they were they were going for was a sad kind of creepy. Um, Violet's life has been taken over now by this other person who's her. Um so that could be like the negative way of looking at that. But the second time we watched it, I was like, you know, she's finally seeing what her life could be like if she would just love herself and accept herself. And like she was out there on the dance floor having fun. You know what? When she changed her her view of herself, the boy that she liked noticed her because she was confident and she even got her first kiss and the negativity disappeared. And it was like the positive Violet got to live and that's a good thing. So yeah, I, I, I definitely watched that in two different ways. 
Yeah, it definitely ends on the somber note where <clears throat> it ends, you know, getting her first kiss. But the violet that is in the reflection is still, you know, she's not going to be able to experience that. Now, again, this is being very pulling strings here. Like, we all had two versions of each other <laughs> in the mirror. I mean, it'd be crazy. It like to just, like, you know, reach your hand in there and, like, switch places. And, like, who is the real you? And yeah, who's like the negative? Who's, who's the positive? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, um, or... Or either, either worse, one's the good and one's the evil, you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's almost like if you, it's almost like when, when Violet looked in the mirror in her ball gown, I can just envision her going, oh, I do look nice. Wow. And it's like in that moment it clicked for her. And that all of the sudden she was like, you know what? I look really beautiful and I, I'm okay. But then her other her is like, oh, it's too late for that. Well, but that's the point is that that's the moment when it switched. All of a sudden, she was able to see herself in the correct light and to trap yes. that negative person in, so, in there. Right, yeah. So it's a metaphor yeah. for, you know, what your perspective is. You know, she has trashed away her negative self in um, in exchange for her positive self or better outlook. Um, so the rid of the moral of this film is like you can change it. Once you change your outlook, your self-esteem, you know, raises. Your perspective on life changes. Makes a big difference. Absolutely. If you think negative all the time, you're going to be negative. If you hang around negative people, that's going to, you know, Everybody used to tell me, so you know, you hear, you 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 become the people you hang around with. It's like, nah, it, it's true. It's very true. It's like, very true. People think it's like ah, I don't believe in negative energy. It's like, well, I mean, I don't believe in like chakras and all that. <laughs> but you you you're around negativity, you're gonna be negative. It it affects you. I I'm going through that right now with someone. Um, that, that I'm in contact with, um, fairly often and it's weighing on me quite heavily their, their negativity. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I've been praying a lot about it as of late to say, God, give me the love and compassion to, to understand this person and to stay strong and stay positive myself and don't get sucked into the negativity, but it starts to weigh on you for sure. And I, I'm, I'm feeling that I was, um, so my book, I think I've mentioned this in earlier episodes this year, but my book of the Bible this year is act. And so I'm going through acts and I was reading about the stoning of Stefan you remember that story, right, Josh? Yeah. So the, um, and, and stoning in the Bible, by the way, I used to think that it was like, they would all, all the people in, in a group would circle this person. They were going to stone, they'd pick up heavy rocks and they would throw it at the person. That is not what stoning was in the biblical era. They picked up the stones and they held on to the stone and smashed 
their rock into the person until they died. Gosh, cut the crucible. That is stoning. So that puts a whole a whole other spin. So the the story of Stefan, if you don't know, is um he's going around preaching. He's been empowered by Holy Spirit to to go preach. He comes to I forget where he was. Um, but he's so he ends up giving this speech to these Jewish men, people, men, I think it was just men. Um, and he he told them the whole story from like the the, the beginning of creation all the way uh, to where Jesus came in and he's the savior of the story. And uh, and they were like, not going to have that. And so they were stoning Stefan as they were stoning him. He cries out much like Jesus did on the cross and said, God, forgive them, have mercy on them. And I was just so moved by the love and compassion that could only come from God, only because humans look at that story and they're like, why, why would you want there to be mercy on these people who are stoning you to death? And I don't know, it made me think about my circumstances in life of kind of what's going on right now and thinking, God, I need your help. I need you to fill me with that kind of love and compassion because right now in my life, it does not exist like I know I want it to and to the fullest extent that it could. And it's easy. It's easy to love those who love you. It is way harder to love those you see as your enemy, whether they are your enemy or not, if you see them as your enemy, it's way harder to to love them. But that is where Jesus is very clear. He says, love your enemy, care for them, have compassion on them. And that is really hard, even, even if your enemy is yourself. You know, he Ooh, also says, it got real deep, yeah. Um you know, God, Jesus also says um, to love your neighbor as yourself. So in the context of self-hatred here and, and low self-esteem, you have to love yourself yeah, you have before to, you can uh, love Correct. You have to have love, to give love. Yeah. It's why in the parable of the sower of the seeds, God had to, God has to give you the seed before you can go out and you plant it. So you have to receive first, whatever it is, and then give it out. Absolutely. Well, a lot of talk in this episode about self-esteem and just about, you know, loving yourself and perspective. And, you know, so if nothing else, we hope, <laughs> um, if nothing else, we hope that we gave you some perspective, maybe <laughs> boosted your self-esteem. Um, we definitely would recommend Violet, again, seven minutes on YouTube, free, so it can't get much better than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, definitely recommend that. Uh, Becky, any final, any final thoughts on that? Uh, man, I just wanted to encourage anyone who's listening, if you are having um, thoughts of self-hatred, minor or major, encourage you to talk to someone about it. Talk to a, a trusted friend, to a counselor that you go see, to um, a, a minister at church, um, 
someone like that, someone who can disciple you. Um, it's, it's always, always a really good thing because, um, God's opinion of you is far greater than anything that you have to think. So what is God's opinion of you? And sometimes it takes an outsider's perspective. Um, and just remember that 20 plus years or however long of, of thinking one way, it's going to take a long time to undo a lot of that. So stick with it and continue to, to tell yourself these positive things, speak scripture over your life. It's not an instant fix, but eventually life will look better. Absolutely agree. And I'll say an amen to that. <laughs> but yes, we do encourage you to seek out, you know, guidance if you are having these thoughts. And it's always just good to talk it out. I know I feel better when talking things out. Um, so definitely recommend that. And I will say too, and Josh, I know you will say a hearty amen as well. Um, women, girls, have a girl that you can talk to, a friend. Guys, have a guy friend that you can talk to because there are certain things that girls can relate to girls about and guys can relate to guys. And um, like as much as I love Josh, there are some things that I just don't understand because I'm a woman and um, and that's okay. That's okay. I think that's why, you know, guys need to have friends <laughs> and people to, to talk to. Yep. And as same as women as well. Yes. Yes, exactly. Cause there's things that, you know, I'm going through that you don't fully understand. And as a woman, we can say like two lines and we're like, Oh, yep. Nope. I got it. Yep. I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm struggling here. I don't understand. <laughs> all right. And a hearty amen to that as well. <laughs> well, we hope you have all enjoyed this episode. Again, we thank you for tuning in each week. We'll be back next week. But until next time, keep those halos shiny and stay holy, my friends. Do the wave. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Analuya podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also see more on our website at analuya.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.